a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Utah's source for exclusive access and insights behind the news. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back, everyone, to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. It is the first Wednesday of November. The sun did come up, and if you're listening, you're in a good spot today. Uh, despite all the uh, uncertainty of what's happening uh, around the country and even in a, on a few close races here in the state of Utah, uh, the sun did come up. And the reason the country continues to roll on is because you're listening to KSL News Radio right now and you've probably already taken care of your family or you've gone to work or you've helped a neighbor in need. And that is what we always have to remember uh, during election season is it it is the first Wednesday that matters most and we're going to continue to break down what happened on the first Tuesday because it's not quite done yet either and to get perspective on that uh, really pleased to have joining us uh, Morgan Lyoncotti who is the uh, associate director at the Hinckley Institute of Politics at the University of Utah uh, one of the smartest people on the planet uh, she has a PhD in political science from George Washington University uh, and she can crunch the numbers in her head she can uh, make the observation and uh, get you to the right spot all at once. So Morgan, thanks for joining us today. Boyd, now you're just making things up. <laughs> no, 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 no. I only, I only deliver the facts, remember. <laughs> I do, and this is radio, so we know it's good. Uh, well, let's start, uh, let's start at a really high level. Uh, from your perch there sure. at the Hinckley Institute of Politics, uh, what were some of your observations uh, as you rolled through the evening last night? I think, along with the rest of the country, um, I think people were surprised that Trump won just about every toss-up state. And I think a lot, especially Democrats, were looking for that mandate. And that just, I mean, Biden still has a uh, but that mandate just sure didn't happen. Yeah, it's very interesting. In fact, we're going to discuss what the mandate actually is in our final segment today, uh, because I think there is a mandate, but it's not the one we normally look for uh, that you're describing, that the, the winner usually gets a mandate. I think it's a different kind of mandate this year. And I do think it was interesting. I think the Biden campaign was very hopeful uh, that they would get a early win in Florida or Georgia that would kind of be the knockout. Uh, but that just uh, that just didn't happen. It really didn't. I think they knew that those were all toss-up states, but if they won just one, they just needed Ohio or Georgia or Florida, just one of those, and they could just basically wrap up the night. And, it, I mean, the reporting was so wonky last night, and I'm using wonky wrong because in the policy world, we you're a wonk. We love that. Yeah. Um, but the, I know. The, the reporting was really sporadic with yeah. – um, some vote by mail, some same day, election day coming in. And so it was it was hard to tell, you know, um, is this from an urban area? Is this from a rural area? How much how many votes are left? And so I think some Democrats got their hopes up and then they realized there's still that path to victory for both candidates. But neither one is in the clear right now. Yeah, for sure. And uh, if things do hold out, I, I'm thinking that uh 
that Joe Biden holds Wisconsin, although the president's team has just uh, called for a a recount there, which is, of course, they're right with they'll, they'll be within a half a point there. But I think Joe Biden holds on and wins Wisconsin, uh, that he will win Michigan. And so then it really will come down to uh, to Pennsylvania. And I still think there's an outside chance of things flipping a little bit in Arizona. Uh, but if, if that held out and Joe Biden becomes the next president, uh, what a shocker that you would have President Trump win Florida, Pennsylvania and Ohio and still lose. This is just a different map, and this is just a sign that the demographics in this country are changing, and also that those demographic groups are not just these, you know, these buckets where you can expect to get all the votes. Um, the, the minority groups are growing. They are themselves becoming more diverse, and it's changing the electoral map. Oh, I, that's such great insight, Morgan. Uh, I think that is we, we, we do like to put things in buckets. And uh, this we do. Uh, this election really shows the, the buckets don't work. The buckets don't work. And I think people were really looking what you know, how how are things going with older voters with 65 plus is, you know, can Biden get some of those? How are things going? Especially there's been so much narrative around suburban women or college educated women. But that's not, again, none of those are just one bucket. And also it depends on where those are. You know, Biden maybe did really well with suburban women in Arizona, but if he didn't do as well with, and also with Hispanics in Arizona, but if he didn't do as well with the very different um, Cuban Americans and Venezuelan Americans in Florida or with the suburban women in Florida, then it doesn't matter as much. Just the nature of this crazy electoral college that helps us elect our president. Yeah, yeah, absolutely fascinating. And uh, I think that is, it, it was so interesting because as, as you described it, yeah, Joe Biden actually did really well uh, with some of the older white voters that uh, many thought mm-hmm. would be in the in the Trump camp. But then uh, how President Trump did with the Cuban American and the Hispanic uh, populations in Florida really made the difference in the end. And uh, so let's, let's drive that a little closer to home now uh, in terms of what did you see in terms of some of those voting patterns uh, as it relates to things that happened here in the state of Utah? You know, I've, one of the things I found fascinating over the last few weeks is just looking at lawn signs in suburban Salt Lake. And there have been so many Biden signs. So I've been so anxious to see what the turnout actually was. And right now, Biden has about 38% of the votes in Utah, which is higher than a Democrat has received since the 1960s. Uh, We'll see if that goes up or down as Salt Lake and Summit continue to report. But that, I think that struck a chord in my mind. And I'm not sure if that's a continuing thing we'll see with the Republican and the Democratic Party, or if that was a response to President Trump, because we saw down ballot, you know, Spencer Cox certainly did much better with Republicans and with the state overall. Yeah, fascinating. All right. This is this is the part I've been waiting for, uh, Morgan. So as many of you know, uh, the Hinckley Institute of Politics and the Deseret News combined with our friend Scott Rasmussen as we look at polling in the state each month. Uh, and one one of my favorite parts of that whole process is when we get to talk about, well, what should we poll on? Uh, and I'm always eager to find out what Morgan is watching next because she always gets a question in there. It's like, oh, of course we should be looking at that. So that's the question for today, Morgan. What are you looking at next? What are we? What should we be talking about that no one's really talking about as we move this whole thing forward? Yeah, I, 
I would love, we always talk about what are people's priorities for the election. I want to hear what people's priorities are for the first 100 days, whether it's Trump or Biden, um, or also in our own state with Governor-elect Cox. I want to hear what are people's priorities for the first 100 days and see how that mirrors maybe how they voted, because it doesn't always. You know, people might say this matters so much to my vote, but at the end of the day, those those other things that might impact your life more are really what you want to see government tackle. Oh, fantastic. Morgan Lyoncotti from the Hinckley Institute of Politics. Morgan, always appreciate your insight, and uh, we will have you back on real soon. Lots to talk about. Thanks, Boyd. Have a great day. All right. Again, that's Morgan Lyoncotti from the Hinckley Institute. We'll go ahead and step aside for a quick commercial break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about the mandate issue. Is there a mandate? If there is a mandate, who is that mandate for? The answer might surprise you. Stick around on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.